Welcome to the Magic Weaver Podcast. This is your host, Anna Kinkela. This is a sacred container where we do the work of reweaving into deeper intimacy and belonging within ourselves and with each other. In this container, we dive into how to embody our magic, rewire into more pleasure, ease, and play, and honor the fullness of our humanity and the expansiveness of our divinity. Welcome to the portal. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Anna Kinkela, and today we have a really special episode. Because I've been MIA for several months, I have decided to start releasing new podcast episodes under a new name. And since it's so new, I've invited one of my dear friends, Lauren Wright, who is an online business manager and a co-creator in something that we are brewing up together that we're not going to reveal yet, but that you'll find out about in a couple months. And she is stepping in today to interview me about what's been happening for the past couple of months to talk about the changes in my business and on this podcast, and to just really dive in deep into some intimate conversation and who knows what's going to happen. But welcome to the podcast, Lauren. So excited to have you. Well, thank you, Anna. I am so excited to be here with you um, to share this space with you and, and have this conversation together. So thank you for welcoming me. Yeah, you bet. So just so you all know, we are sitting on my bedroom floor. That's true. <laughs> in my apartment in Sydney, Australia. And we are drinking mushroom lattes. Yes. Non-psychedelic form, but <laughs> natural nonetheless. And um, yeah, we're hanging out together and just seeing what shows up. So take it away, Lauren. All right. Um, well, let's see. So I guess probably the first question that's coming up is, what's been going on with you? What's- <laughs> <laughs> Give us an on a life update. That's okay. um, You've been quiet on the podcast for a couple months. Yeah. So what's been happening in this time? Well, a lot has happened. (laughs) Um, I think I'm going to talk about the parts that feel most relevant. Um, Could definitely give you a two-hour play-by-play, which I am prone to do at times. (laughs) But... um, Yeah, I mean, for those of you who have been following the podcast for a while, you might know that I moved to Australia after my nomadic journey of the past year, and I landed here during COVID, and I think for pretty much everyone, this time has been pretty transformative, Mm -hmm. filled with a lot of shadow work, Mm -hmm. and that has been true for me as well. Um... I've been in an exploration of myself and my work, which I'm always in, more or less. But I think in particular, after I released the last episode in April, there was just this invitation for me to go a little bit deeper within. I was feeling a lot of shifts in how I wanted to show up. And even though the essence of my work is very much the same in so many ways I always I sometimes shift the way that I describe my work Mm -hmm. and the vibration of the work that I'm in so it just felt like a time to go silent and to take some internal journeys and really ground into how do I want to be in this community Um, what does it mean for me to put my work out into the world And Instagram has always been a platform that I've played on. And so I've been on there exploring that throughout the past couple of months, still, you know, seeing clients, running programs, but really putting a pause on creating on this platform because I always wanted to be super intentional. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, I've been doing that work. Um, I think personally, I had this 
relationship that started and ended in the past couple of months that impacted me. Um, I made new friends <laughs> like you. Hello, Lauren. <laughs> made new soul friends and um, found a new home for myself, which really was the big the big mission in going on a nomadic journey last year. Um, felt this huge need to leave the U.S. and find my new home. Did not expect that it was going to be Australia. It was not even on my list. And I ended up here through intuition and guidance. And so I've been establishing home here and really feeling what does it mean for me to be me here and for me to find community here and for me to build a life and a business here. Mm-hmm. So no big deal. Just, just, just some minor changes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing hugely life-changing. Exactly. Yeah. Just whole identity shift and home shift. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, this is something that we have been talking about a lot recently is this identity shift and and what it means to, to step into new identities and perhaps let go of old identities. So what, I guess... After all of this and a couple months off the podcast, what's coming up for you now? What do you feel like you're stepping into? Mm. Uh, oh, man. Um, yeah, I actually, just so you all know, I have not rehearsed any of these answers. So this <laughs> is just like whatever comes out is flowing through me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean... I think that I've just experienced really profound shifts in how I see myself. And it wasn't a conscious process. I wasn't like, oh, this is the old self that I'm releasing. I'm stepping into this new self. It was like um, a rebirth that was led through my guides, my connection to the universe, and through inspired action and following the synchronicities and um, yeah I think my old self I think I guess I've learned the danger of attaching ourselves to identity really strongly Mm -hmm. Um, and the power of actually surrendering to the experience of just inhibiting the energy that's being presented. Mm -hmm. And so it's always been conscious creation of who I am becoming, but it's also been unconscious in the way that I've just met the universe and allowed the process to unfold in the way that it's been meant to. So I guess I've been releasing the identity of having to, like, have a plan, have it all planned out, know the course of my life, know know that this is the version of myself that I'm walking into and Mm -hmm. actually just practicing what I have always preached but didn't quite understand the embodiment of until I went on this year-long adventure And just allowed myself to live through my intuition, Mm -hmm. not attaching myself to the outcome of where I was going to be, who I was going to be in relationship with, um, what my business was going to look like, even how much I was going to be making, um, even what I was going to be creating, that it was just coming from pure inspiration. And so it's just letting go of that need to control, to know, um, and to be the person who, whose success looks a very certain way. Yeah. Um, I think I've let go of the, the need to, well, I mean, I think it's hard to say I've let go of this because it comes up for me, but, um, I guess the need to be approved of, like, the woman who had to 
feel validated and approved by others. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, because I felt like that drove a lot of my actions and the way that I showed up in the world and where I went and who I spent time with and who I dated. And um, that what really matters is how something feels to me mm-hmm. and that I'm not here for approval, that I'm here to like fully immerse myself in my life and feel it all. Yes, that's so powerful. Mm. And that it's actually just like this deep level of trust and and support that's always around us. Um, and that all I need is my own approval and my own trust. Mm-hmm. Um, other identities. I let this was actually a huge one for me, just remembered. This one. I let go of the identity of therapist. Oh, wow. Okay. And letting go of that, how, have you, how has that kind of changed your, um, changed personally and for your business? What has that shifted? Well, so a little secret. I don't know if it's really a secret, but um, I've been running my coaching business for three years mm-hmm. and... I'd stepped out of my therapist business more or less when I went on my journey, um, when I left to travel nomadically. Um, but I did have this one therapy client that I was still working with because we've been working together for a while. And I didn't really recognize how much me hanging on to this other business was kind of keeping me in this zone of safety and how much my identity as a therapist was really limiting what I thought I could do in my business. Um, I was, I was talking on Instagram this past week about like the unwritten rules that we all live by. And some of them are really conscious and some of them are unconscious and there's like societal rules and there's individual whatever rules And there are certain rules that you live by as a therapist, like ways that you approach the work, the ways that you even think about your earning potential, how you can earn money. Um, And I'm, you know, a trained social worker. So there was definitely a huge component of that culture that was about self-sacrifice and um, certain like ways of being in the role of therapist that was definitely translating into my coaching, like ways that some boundaries maybe weren't supporting me and other boundaries that were, um, blocking me, um, blocking my fullest expression. And it was an interesting identity to untangle, um, and I didn't actually realize how I didn't actually realize how much it was unconsciously running underneath the current of my business, mm-hmm. and how much I was just translating the blueprint of that into my coaching. Yeah. And so when I officially closed down that business this year, actually, and let go of my final client, it was like this whole other level of freedom opened up for me, of like I actually am not, like that's part of my past and that certainly informs so much of the coaching that I do I take skills and things that I learned through that Mm -hmm. into my coaching but that's no longer part of my identity and one of the reasons I stepped into coaching was because I had so much more more freedom to be myself fully and to create from this other energy and so um releasing that opened up a lot of other creative portals um, and really released me from some limitations that I had on myself. (sighs) Man, there's so many identities that I've like, there's another one. I think that's coming to mind. Is this too long of an answer? Like we're just going to keep going. Keep going. Uh (laughs) Um, How do I describe this old identity? Um, the timid girl. Okay. 
like the girl who hid and didn't speak up and like hid her sensuality and her desire. And by the way, for reference, Lauren's eyes are like popping out of her head. This is, a, this is an interesting <laughs> one for me because though we clicked right away, um, we haven't actually known each other for that long. So yeah. some of this I'm hearing for the first time and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is such a different version of you than the one that I know. Yeah. Which is exactly, dear listener, why I invited Lauren to interview me Mm -hmm. because we are so close. It's kind of actually crazy how close we've gotten in like two months. Mm -hmm. We've only known each other for two months. Definitely have known each other in a past life. Absolutely. No doubt. But Lauren has never known me any other way than the way that I am now. That's right. Yeah. And she knows me now as like, I mean, I don't know. You describe me. <laughs> I don't know how you know. Um, Timid's not the first thing that comes to mind. I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm not timid anymore. <laughs> um, and, you know, I don't know if even I don't know if like other people would describe me as timid before. But I I think my experience of myself, what mm-hmm. I'll say is that mm-hmm. I always felt myself holding back and being quiet and trying to say the right thing at the right time. Mm-hmm. And that has played out so much for me, even the past couple of months. And that's been a huge healing part of my journey is being courageous enough to claim my voice yes. and to allow myself to speak the truth of what's here for me mm-hmm. without expectation that someone's going to like me or accept that. And I can tell you that I've carried that wounding for as long as I can remember. And the like releasing this identity of me as like the person who always says the right thing or does the right thing mm-hmm. or is the perfect caretaker or helper or um, doesn't get too too loud, too crazy, too sexy um, is a huge part of me that I'm integrating um as an older version of myself that just didn't feel safe to be who she really was yeah and so it's kind of wild to just feel into the energy of how different I am yeah how much more I speak out and how I'm not afraid to be in my pleasure and to say what I want and to express myself in all the facets of who I am, knowing that some people will judge me, knowing that some people will reject me, and knowing that a lot of people will feel uncomfortable with it and me actually feeling okay with that, which is mind-blowing. So it feels really nice to... be seen that way by you <laughs> and being like you timid not speaking her truth what? Love you, this person. <laughs> <laughs> who are you um but I think it actually just speaks so much to the energetic work absolutely and the identity work and like the healing work mm-hmm. and the pleasure work mm-hmm. shadow whatever you want to like all of that um which is at the mm-hmm. core of everything I do Am I done with the identity shifts? Maybe not. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think the other shifts are really in my work, which kind of ties to all of these pieces. But hmm, I think that's. That might be it for now, unless one pops in again. I'll be sure to voice it, because obviously I'm very comfortable with that now. Something is coming up. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess my question for you is this letting go process that's obviously been happening a lot for you recently. How do you know when it's time to let go of something? Is there other signs and symbols that you get, or is this just an intuitive nudge that you know it's time? What does this process of, of letting go of old identities look like for you? 
Whoa, Lauren. <laughs> Obviously gonna... channeling in some, some questions <laughs> here. Landed. We did not talk about this in the pre-interview process. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a great question. How do you know? Um, I mean, for me, I think this happens for everyone differently. But for me there's like this heaviness in my body. I actually have a somatic reaction to something that's ready to leave me. Mm -hmm. And it's actually usually a sign that I've probably held on to it for too long. And, um, you know, and the reason why we hold on to things for quote unquote too long, I mean, who's to say maybe it's the perfect timing, but, um, it's more of this, um, like this heaviness in my body, I wake up with it. And and I have this like period of like, what's wrong with me? Why am mm-hmm. I not tapping into my pleasure? Why am I not tapping into my joy? Mm-hmm. What's present here? And then I come into relationship with that energy and that heaviness in my body and just really start to look at what's not in alignment here, what's not working for me what's creating stress and where is my mind constantly fixated? Mm. Where are the energy leaks essentially? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's with people and sometimes it's with parts of my business. Mm -hmm. And usually where the energy leaks are, I can draw it to a certain identity that I'm holding on to that's defining or creating safety for me in some way. Um, And so recently in a relationship I let go of, it was very much like, part of my caretaker identity that was getting expressed there and like how can I sacrifice myself for this and it was me letting go of that need to like please to always be available and to really reinforce my boundaries at a whole different level and to honor myself more deeply and my needs more deeply and so it's really always been like where are the energy leaks where am I not feeling pleasure and joy what identity is that tied to? Mm-hmm. Um, and what safety mechanism is in play? And how can I actually step into bravery and courage to know that there's another safe place for me? Yes. Um, and I get to rise into the next space of who I am and that I'm safe there. And I don't actually have to carry this anymore. Um, so, Yeah. That's such a beautiful answer. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Well, to bring it back to the podcast. Yes. Um, there has been a name change. Yes. There's been a name change. This is now the Magic Weaver podcast. Yes. Yeah. What is a Magic Weaver? God. Do we have three hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is a Magic Weaver? Um. So magic weaving is something that I've kind of been a phrase that I've been playing with in the business for a couple months. And the way that it came up for me initially, and I'm going to tell the story because it's always a visual in my mind when I think about it. Um, I actually think about my grandmother's hands and I'm picturing her at a loom and I'm seeing like these threads that are being woven together really intricately Mm -hmm. and intimately Mm -hmm. and intentionally. And each thread is just like this way of weaving our stories together and creating something that we truly desire for ourselves. Um, And I think about my grandmother, I guess, because I always had a connection with her hands and she used to make, you know, she used to sew things. Um, And, you know, I think about weaves as like, these are things that we inherit from our ancestors and things that get created and stories that get told. And I just think about how each one of us is constantly creating and storytelling ourselves into and out of what we desire, what we are striving for, both individually and collectively. And so that's kind of where magic weaving started. Um, 
And on a broader level, I think magic weaving to me is about really being in connection with the seen and unseen vibration of magic within ourselves and in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the opportunity to consciously co-create magic in our life and our business that also exists in the mundane. I think we have this, like, as adults, we've really lost our capacity to experience magic. And we think that it's this thing that is supernatural. And I definitely believe in the supernatural. I mean, it's a lot of my work, like, just in the spiritual realm. Like, Mm -hmm. there's tons of things that are unseen to the naked eye that I tap into on the regular. And... The intention is that the unseen realm never takes us out of the seen realm, that it's always connecting us deeper with what it is that we can already feel and what it is that we can already see. And so I think oftentimes we actually get lost in these spiritual concepts and we float out of our experience instead of allowing the magic of that experience to heighten what we already see in this world yes yes. and so to me magic weaving is like bridging what we call this 3d quote-unquote reality with the 5d the cosmic and it's like weaving I see this like infinity sign like the energy moving and weaving itself between 3d and 5d And that there's constant communication between those realms and this way of weaving ourselves into the dance between the universe and us and the collective. Um, And knowing that we have so much power to weave in any direction that we want and to sprinkle all of that with the magic that's always available to us so that it's not something that's unachievable for anyone. Um, It's not something that only certain kinds of people get to do. Um, It's not about bypassing who we are or bypassing this world. It's about actually coming more intimately into ourselves and seeing the magic in the grief, seeing the magic in the pain, but also allowing that to really catalyze and transcend us into more pleasure and joy. And that that's what we're actually here to do in the world. Like we could talk about life purpose, you know, and talk about the work we're here to do in the world. But I think everyone's purpose is to feel more joy. Everyone's purpose is to be in pleasure. Like we're meant to be in the ecstatic. And that that's what our journey is about teaching us, right? And that our healing is in service to our joy and our pleasure and that that needs to be awoken and so I see each one of us as magic weavers that are waiting to be awakened or that are you know learning how to weave that and we're always in the learning you know we're, we're always in the learning of it wow and this magic weaving Mm-hmm. And these identity shifts. How do you see this integrating with your business? Um, how do you see your business expanding? How do you want to bring this into your business? Mm. Oh, in so many seen and unseen ways yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I rebranded the podcast in this particular vibration because I think it describes the kind of work that I do more precisely. Like the previous iteration was being soul bodied. And that's certainly still part of what's happening here Mm -hmm. because we're allowing more parts of our soul to land in our everyday experience. But I think it's really um, allowing my 
business, my work in the world to reflect that it's about learning how to live life full out um, in vulnerability, in deep love and reverence, and that my work in the world is about the ecstatic and about the intimate and about sensuality and about um, the shadow and about the soul journey. And, you know, my work is about igniting um, leaders into this kind of living because to me, magic weaving opens you up to your life's purpose at a whole other level. Because mm. when you're magic weaving, you're actually open and in surrender. Yes. And we have so many ways of actually blocking ourselves to receiving the wisdom, the money, the, the partner, the whatever you're desiring. And once we open at this level and see the magic, not only do we feel more delicious, not only do we feel the way we want to feel, we're also creating at our highest potential. Mm -hmm. And what I'm passionate about is I'm actually passionate about helping ignite people's highest potential in a way that's steeped in their pleasure and their joy. That's not reflective of like these old systems that we're currently hopefully forever burning down patriarchy white supremacy the the hustle the doing 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 the yes. working to live yes and really creating a life that's so reflective of the vibration of who we are in our deepest level so um it's so similar to the work that i've been doing but it's adding in pleasure work it's adding in the connection with the ecstatic and the embodiment of that and feeling our bodies even more feeling all the feelings and yeah did I answer the question yeah <laughs> I even <laughs> forgot the question but I think I was answering it totally <laughs> um, all right so we've talked a little bit about what you've let go of in the past couple months, what are you calling in? What new identities would you like to welcome? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hmm. Um. Yeah. Gosh, well, that question stumps me. I don't think I've thought about it that intentionally. I'm just like, oh, I'm taking the next step. Um, I think the first one that's coming up is continuing to embody the ecstatic within me. Um, and, and it's unusual because... I can look back and think about how I've always been that person. Yeah. And, you know, remember my mom always like, and like other people always commenting on the wonder with which I see the world. Oh, that's beautiful. And so it's, it's always been an energy that's been within me, yeah. but it's like I'm having to remember and relearn how to fully allow myself to do that yeah. as an adult uh -huh. and to surrender fully to that part of myself. And even though I'm doing that in so many ways, I know that there's so much more that gets to be walked into within that identity. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one. Um, I think I'm walking into the identity of priestess <laughs> or emp empress. I've always identified with empress. Okay, that is yummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, always felt that. But it's um, 
this archetype of being being fully present to my power Mm -hmm. and being fully present to the juiciness of life and like that that receiving energy yes and also the the energy of really gathering community Mm -hmm. and um, creating ceremony and ritual around everything and really having reverence for the sacred. And so I see like the priestess in so many ways, like the temple, the kneeling at the temple of ourselves and at the temple of others and the wisdom that they have to teach us mm-hmm. gathering in community together and learning from each other. And then this piece around the priestess, or I'm sorry, the empress, which is like, holding the power within myself in a way that's an integrity and an honoring of other people, of nature, of everything around me, but also an honoring of myself and allowing myself to receive. And I see that as like one of the core blocks with clients is always like we can hustle our way into things, but when it comes to our deepest desires, we actually just have to allow ourselves to receive. Yeah. And that is one of the most powerful things you can surrender to because it gets to be easeful. That's exactly what was running through my mind right now. Is It's a conversation we've had a lot recently that it does get to be easy. Yeah. Yeah. It gets to be easy. We make it hard. Yeah. And like easeful, sometimes I use the easeful phrase pretty purposefully rather, rather than even easy because... Mm. There are plenty of hard things in life and challenges and, you know, pain and, and all of that. And we get to hold the end of it. Mm -hmm. There gets to be some level of ease when we allow ourselves to surrender and trust and receive and open to what's here. Yeah. Um, So I think that's something I continue to practice and walk into. Um, the other identity that's coming up for me, interestingly, was not expecting that is partner. Um, and I think you can be partner in lots of different ways. Mm -hmm. Definitely a romantic partner. Um, that's a huge area of my life that I've really deepened and desire, like, truly getting conscious about who do I want to be in partnership with? Who is the empress in partnership with? How does she get supported in really being in that energy? And so I've done a lot of work around that and really feeling what does that feel like in my body Mm. to be the partner and to have a partner who supports that within me. That's right, yeah. And I think partner just in terms of different partnerships that we have, like with friends, Mm -hmm. with business partners, um, clients, Mm -hmm. partnership with the universe. What kind of partner do I want to be with the universe? Um, And to come into a deeper level of integrity with what it means to be a real partner. Mm. I think also the identity of being abundant in all ways. There's so many money stories that have come up for me. And I think abundance is also like, in all forms, like it's also love. That's right, yeah. And they're so interconnected and it's also sexuality. Mm. Like it's all the things. And so it's really been walking into what does it look like for me to have safety in the identity of being abundant? Yeah. 
because so many of us don't feel safe and actually like our identity shifts as it relates to abundance are a huge healing journey with money, with love. And I think that there's that quote that says it's not about even necessarily finding the right person. It's about finding the blocks within you that prevent you from experiencing that deeper love. And I think that's the same, the same is true with money. The same is true with anything. It's, it's always the blocks within us that don't allow us to receive something. Yes. And so it's really been this identity of like me being abundant, me being safe in that and that I don't have to feel guilty or ashamed or, um, whatever, whatever it is. I think those are, those are the ones I'm walking into. Um, that all sounds pretty exciting. <laughs> yes. Feel pretty good about it. Yeah. <laughs> Very juicy. Um, I think probably a lot of people have been feeling the shifts, especially this past year. And I guess my question for you around this is, you know, how do you take that step forward? What does that feel like? Is it just trusting what what's happening? Or is there some way that you can confidently step into these new identities? Mm. Well, hmm. part of me wants to say that confidence is a myth. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's... That's true. I think we get to a place where maybe we feel more secure and more embodied in something. Mm -hmm. But really, if you're if you're the kind of person that's always expanding and growing. I don't know. Do we ever get there? I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole other segue. I mean, I think you can feel confident, but it it's more of like when you're when you're living on your edge, Mm -hmm. which I think business owners and entrepreneurs are or seekers or visionaries are yeah we're kind of inherently uncomfortable all the time (laughs) just to varying yeah yeah (laughs) just to varying extents and like we probably gain a more confidence in ourselves as we journey through that more confidence in our work Mm -hmm. but when it comes to shifting identity it's kind of like we're putting on a new dress or a new cloak and figuring out how to walk in it mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's no doubt, like I would be shocked if there was a leader listening to this podcast right now that isn't experiencing some kind of profound identity shift yeah. or this need to let go of something and step into a new way of understanding themselves. And in so way, if you're doing the the work, quote unquote, healing work, whatever, mm-hmm. you are shifting identity how you understand yourself. And I guess we could go into a philosophical discussion on identity, which we will not do, (laughs) but, um, it's actually just learning how we can actually have the ego serve us instead of impede us Mm -hmm. and developing healthy ego identity, um, that we are not always fervently attached to, Mm. And that's, I think I said it at the beginning, we have such attachment to our identities, even when they don't serve us anymore. Mm. And so, you know, I think that I would, you know, encourage people to look at where do I feel heavy in my life? What's this heaviness teaching me? What's it illuminating for me? Mm. And if I were to get in connection with the future me or with the highest self inside of me, what would that person reflect back? Yes. What would she or he or they see playing out here? what's what's asking for me to step into Mm. 
who is this person being that has all these things that I want and deeply desire that feels these things every day. Um, and it actually gets to be playful, right? Like this is a creation. You get to make up whoever you want to be. And by saying like whoever you want to be, it's actually just like the more authentic version of you, right? We're, we're tapping into the truth, the deeper truth of who you are and allowing you to create from that place, not from who you should be or who others expect you to be, but who feels most resonant for you. Mm-hmm. So, gosh, that wasn't like a five-step process, <laughs> but um, that actually is something I will go into the how in the next podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Um so plug in for that. <laughs> cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, cliffhanger. <laughs> but I think the short answer is that you get to do a lot of internal work mm-hmm. and journey within yourself. And that's always kind of what it comes back to because yeah. it's like shedding a later layer and being willing to recognize that whatever identity you're holding on to is holding some level of safety. And when you understand what you're afraid of, what the fear is, and come into relationship with the fear that that's when you usually can let it go. Cause once the fear is seen and acknowledged, you can then not be run by the fear. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to remember that it does get to be playful. Yeah. It gets to be playful. You don't, it doesn't have to be serious. Um, and that actually it's kind of like to me, it, it is almost like walking into a walk-in closet and seeing the suit, the dress, the shoes you want to put on and trying it on and being like, being curious, like what would happen if yeah. I was this person who walked in the world in this way, mm-hmm. who had these things, who felt this way about themselves, what would that look like? And just dream And that's part of magic weaving is allowing for imagination to be present and to be real because imagination is real. It's just our belief and the fact that it's not that creates the disconnect, right? And so if we can trust our imagination and trust the messages that we're receiving, seeing the synchronicities, trusting our body because our body signals so much to us and like, let that lead us and we get to create whatever we want yeah yeah all right well (laughs) are you speechless now i'm actually speechless i wanted to like give you a a standing ovation (laughs) well thank you we should do these more often just like whoa Whenever I'm feeling down, apparently it's time for an interview with Lauren. (laughs) Um, All right. So I guess kind of to bring it, bring it home. Final question for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything else that you want to share as far as life updates? um, What's going on in the biz? What's upcoming? Anything, anything exciting happening? (laughs) (laughs) Well... See, Lauren's being an excellent partner here in that she is helping me advertise the things that are going on. (laughs) Thank you, Lauren. Friendly reminder. (laughs) Friendly reminder. (laughs) Yes. So um, I am going to be hosting a three-day immersion experience called Revival. And it's happening in December. And there's going to be – there is a link (laughs) – or will be a link will be. <laughs> when we put this podcast yes. episode up um, where you can click to register for the experience. And this is basically a gateway into getting a taste of what it really means to do magic weaving um, and to be in this energy to activate the creative force within you. And it's really actually for leaders and that's a very wide term like you can be an entrepreneur you can be a creative you can be a healer you can be a visionary whatever however you describe yourself but it's really for those people who are here to 
create something in the world and who are seeing themselves at this precipice in their leadership and in their business and are needing an experience that will catalyze what's happening within them and really open themselves up to this next iteration of their work in the world and of themselves in the world. Um, So there's, you know, meditation um, experiences that will help to open up that field and to have you access parts of yourself, wisdom within yourself that our conscious mind just doesn't have access to. Um, And so it's going to be a really beautiful immersion experience that we embark on together. You'll get it in your email. It's free. And I'm going to do some live videos where I get to teach some juicy things um, and really come together in community and have this process and this journey together. So that is one of the upcoming things among many, (laughs) that will be talked about. I am excited about this. As soon as you told me, I was like, sign me up. (laughs) Yes. Can't wait for you to join. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so thanks for asking. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for interviewing me. It's been my pleasure. I'm so honored to be here with you and so honored to just watch you expand and progress on your journey. Thank you. And one day soon, I will flip the tables and I will interview Lauren. Oh, boy. So wait for that. You've been warned. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I so appreciate you. If you are new to my world, loving you. If you have been in my world, loving you as well. Um. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, sign up for this three-day immersion experience, and I will see you all soon.